Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. With a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. One, two, let's go, big fellow. I'll Silver. Beginning in the early spring of each year, the ranchers far and near looked forward to July, which meant Frontier Day in Cheyenne. The Frontier Day rodeo featured horse racing, bronco busting, steer bulldogging, roping, and all the thrilling feats of horsemanship of which the cowboy is master. Ted Ogden was the favorite in the horse race contest. He had won consistently for several years and was favored to win again when it was seen how easily he won the elimination contest. Ma, he won. Ted won. That boy has won again. Oh, Hank, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> uh, the best doggone rider in Laramie County. Yes, sir. Uh, that's what our boy is. Uh, come on over here, Ted. 
Come over here, son, and let me shake your hand. My money will be on you, Ted. You're still a champ. Fine work, I've done it. Golly, Mr. Austin, didn't he do fine? I was so proud of him. He sure did, Betty. Yes, sure did. Well, Dad, that did it. Fine riding, son. Oh, it sure was. You dick the rest of those riders to a frazzle. <laughs> and you'll do the same in the big race on Frontier Day. <laughs> That's your girl talking, son. Let's get away from here, Dad. Where's the wagon? Oh, just a minute, Ted. Looks like Mr. Fenner's coming over to congratulate you. Well, well, Ted, you're still champion, huh? Congratulations, son. Thanks, Mr. Fenner. Thank you and Mrs. Ogden should be mighty proud of you, son. Uh, oh, we are. And you too, Miss Betty. How does it feel to be the sweetheart of the most popular man in Laramie <laughs> County, huh? Well, Mr. Fenner... Ted, let's get on home. I, I'm kind of anxious to get away from the crowd. Oh, hold on, Ted. Here comes Rogers and Nelson to shake your hand. Well, I must get on with other affairs. Good riding, Ted. Good riding. Thanks, Mayor Nelson. I'd like you to be guest of honor at my home. I'm having a few people in on Sunday. We'll let you know. We? Yes, my family and I. Oh, well. Very well, very well. Let me know. Well, son, Mayor Nelson didn't invite the rest of us. He just invited you. Let's get back to the ranch, Dad. Right. Is uh, Joe taking care of the horse road? Yeah. I'll walk to the wagon with you. All right, Betty. It's over this way. I declare, son, what's ailing you? You were almost as courteous to Mr. Fenner and Mayor Nelson. Is something wrong? No. No, Mom, nothing's wrong. You're acting very strange. Well, I... Oh, golly. Well, it looks like someone's waiting by the wagon, huh, son? Look at that white horse, Dad. Yeah. Isn't that a beauty? It looks good to me. Oh, hey there. Is that your horse? Yes, his name is Victor. You just won the race, didn't you? Do you mind if I look at him? No, of course not. Hello there, fella. Oh, oh this is sure a fine animal. Uh, my name is Ted Ogden. Yes, I know. I'm Dan Reed. Uh, this is Miss Betty Stoddard, and this is my mother, and this is my dad. Uh, hello, hello. Sir. I sure enjoyed watching that race. How fast is this horse of yours? Golly, I, I don't know, but he's pretty fast. I'd sure like to ride him. Well, I... I guess that'd be all right. Really? Well, he won't carry anyone he doesn't like. But I guess he'll like you. How about it, Victor? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he acts as if he understood you. See here, Dan. How about coming to our ranch for supper? Well, I'll... Uh... I'll ride your horse, and you can come along with my folks in the wagon. Well, that'll be all right. Maybe you can stay overnight. Uh, you're, you're a stranger in town, aren't you? I never saw you before. I've been to Cheyenne a few times before. I came here to meet a couple of friends who'll show up sometime tomorrow. We're going to stay for Frontier Day. Then it's all settled. You'll spend the night with us. That evening in the Ogden home, Ted talked enthusiastically about Dan's horse without suspecting that the white stallion was the son of the Lone Ranger's great horse, Silver. Then after Dan had gone to bed... He sat for a time with his mother. He was silent and moody. Presently, his mother said, Something is bothering you, son. Can't you tell me what it is? Why? What do you mean, Mom? I noticed it this afternoon, just after the race. You were yourself while you were talking about that white horse. But now, since Dan's gone to bed, you've been well, thinking. And your thoughts haven't been pleasant. Mom, listen, would you understand? Mom, I... I don't want to ride races anymore. Dad! I mean it. But Frontier Day's coming. And you're the one that's picked to represent Cheyenne and Laramie County against all the other counties. Oh, you can't back out on all your friends. <laughs> friends. Why do you say it that way? Mom, I'm sick of the way people act. 
I don't think I've got a true friend. Oh, nonsense, son. Why, I was so proud of you today, the way the mayor came up and Mr. Fenner. Mr. Fenner doesn't speak to everyone like he did to you. Yeah, and he wouldn't have spoken to me that way if I hadn't been a winner. Oh, how you talk. I've been thinking about it, Mom. <laughs> as long as I'm the champion, I'll... I'll rate ace high with everyone. But how long do you think I'd be popular if I lost a race? <laughs> How long do you think a girl like Betty Stoddard would stick to a loser? Betty's a sweet girl, and she's loyal. <laughs> she, she never paid any attention to me until last year when I won the Frontier Day race. She'll be through speaking to me when I lose it. But you're not going to lose. I, I've thought it all out. I'm just not going to ride. That's all there is to it. Oh, you're tired, son. You'll feel differently by Frontier Day. I can't go on winning forever. Someday, someone with a horse like Victor will come along and ride me into the ground. Then he'll be the kingpin around here. Well, I'm not going to wait for that day. I won't ride, that's all. It was the next day when Dan Reed met the Lone Ranger and Tonto in an arroyo not far from Cheyenne. He told the masked man about Ted Ogden and Ted's decision not to ride in the championship horse race on Frontier Day. I was in the next room. I guess Ted thought I was asleep, but I wasn't. I couldn't help hearing what he said to his mother. People take Frontier Day very seriously, Dan. It means a lot to a community to have a winner. Golly, Ted can't quit. There's a big difference between losing a race and quitting... I laid awake most of the night thinking about it, wondering if there weren't some way to make Ted change his mind. Did he say anything to you about his decision? He told me about it this morning at breakfast. I tried to argue with him, but... Oh, I didn't get anywhere. Can't you talk to him? Can't you tell him he's got a ride because everyone is counting on him? I think he knows that. I'll see if we can't find some way to change his mind. There must be something we can do. Otto, I'll disguise myself. And you and I are going to Cheyenne. Ah. Are you going to talk to Ted? I'll try to, Dan. The Lone Ranger removed his mask and disguised his face before leaving Dan in camp. As soon as he and Tonto reached town, they heard everyone talking about Ted Ogden and his decision not to ride. A group, for example, on the porch of the general store. Why, he really means it. Why, the double-crossing quitter. He's letting all of us down. I'd like to tell him what I think of him. You're sure you won't ride, Roger? I just asked his boss. He said it was true. Not over too late. Ah, he's already made his announcement. Wait till Mr. Fenner hears about this. He's got a pile of money bet on a race. Well, who hasn't? What's Ogden's reason for backing out? He's got no reason. Just says he won't ride, and that's all there is to it. Now, here he comes now. I'm shoving off. I'm hanged if I speak to this. Me too. Come on, Jackson. Let's get started. I'm with you. I'm going to try something, Toto. The only thing I can think of to make sure he does ride in that race. I'm going to put my mask on. Oh. Someone see Ted with mask man? Maybe be trouble. I want people to see him with a mask man. Him here now. Yes, I'm ready. Ogden. Well? Why don't you turn your back and... Mast. I want to speak to you. Well? Ogden, I hear you're not going to ride. Is that true? What's it to you? What's the mask for? Who are you? 
Aren't you letting your friends down? I've got a right to do what I want. I don't know about that. Well, I have. You're one of them. This community made you a champion. You owe a lot to your friends who backed you. Yeah. Let me get beaten once and they'll turn on me like a pack of wolves. Well, I won't be beaten. I'll quit while I'm the champion. Well, that's all right. After the race. Before next year, when there's time, someone else can prepare to take your place. But you can't quit now. Think it over. I'll be back to them vittles later on, Miss Betty. Ugh. Howdy, Pete. Are you talking to a masked man? Now I begin to savvy. What's the matter with you, Pete? Ah, Ginger, you're in cahoots with a masked man. I bet you took crooked cash to stay out of that race. What? Wait till I tell the others. Hey, Rogers, Jackson, ready! Talking to a masked man. Talking to a crook. Right, by thunder. That accounts for it. He's been bribed. Paid not to ride. We'll all lose half a dime we bet. That ornery buzzard, the polecat? Polecat, nothing. He's just a downright quitter. The talk of Ted's meeting with the masked man spread like wildfire. Everyone was angry. But angriest of all was the town's most prominent man named John Fenner, for whom Ted's father worked. Fenner sat for some time behind his desk thinking. Then he opened the door of his office. Uh, Ogden. Oh, yes, Mr. Fenner. Uh, step into my office. I want to talk to you. Uh, yes, you think, Mr. Fenner. I hope nothing's wrong. Well, I don't know. I'm going to find out. Sit down there, Ogden. Yes, sir. Ogden, I've been hearing things about your son. Oh, there's a rumor around town that he's planning to back out of the Frontier Day race. What do you know about it? Well, this morning at breakfast, he said something about not wanting to race no more. Why? Well, I don't know, Mr. Fenner. There isn't time for anyone else in this community to take his place. Moreover, Ted has officially entered in the race. There's hardly time to enter anyone else, even if we had a man. I, I know. Nearly everyone in town has bet on your son, myself included. There's going to be a lot of money wagered on this race. Yes. You know, certain people could afford to pay a tidy sum to keep Ted out of that race. Now, see here, Mr. Fenner. You're my boss. Ted was seen talking to a masked man. Now, who was he? I don't know. But I do know this. My son wouldn't take a bribe. Have uh, you made any bets on this race? No, sir. I, I'm not a betting man. Well, I have bet on it. I've bet a lot of money. And I don't propose to lose because your son is a quitter or, or because he took a bribe. My son It's one son. thing or the other. Now, you listen to me, Ogden. I have a few things to tell you, and you can pass them on to your son and, and see how he takes them. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue our story. Sunset found the Lone Ranger and Tonto back in camp, where the masked man outlined his plan to Dan Reed. Tonto waited around town for some time after I talked to Ted. Ah, me hear plenty talk. It worked out quite well, Dan. How's that? People suspect that your friend, young Ogden, is working with me, a masked man. They think he's taking a bribe to stay out of the race. Golly, that's going to make it tougher than ever for him. Perhaps it will until the day of the race. Then I hope things will be different. How? I think he'll ride to show he wasn't bribed. Yeah, he might at that. When he rides, Dan, I want you to ride against him. Me? You mean I'm Victor? Yes. You see, I want young Ogden to be beaten. I think you and your horse can do it. Oh, but golly. Ted will ride hard. He'll ride his best. No one will be able to say he lost the race on purpose. But if he rides hard, he's beaten honestly. You'll find he has friends even when he's a loser. But maybe Ted's right. Maybe people will turn on him if he becomes a loser. No, Dan. Win or lose, he'll have his friends. As long as he does his best. But even if I do ride against him, maybe he'll win. Of course, Victor's the best horse, but Ted's probably a better rider than I am. I think you and Victor will be a winning combination. All right, I'll I'll do as you say. Good. Between now and Frontier Day, you might spend some time with Ted. Get better acquainted with him. Yes, sir. We'll see how things turn out on Frontier Day. Dan Reed spent the next few days apart from his masked friend and Tonto. He stayed in Cheyenne and spent most of his time with Ted Ogden, and Dan was about the only friend Ted had. The people became increasingly bitter as the day of the big race neared, and Ted remained firm in his decision not to ride. And then, the evening before the race... Hank's late getting home. I'll give you two boys your supper. There's no hurry, Mom. I'm not hungry. Now, son, you've got to eat. Here comes your father. Oh, that's good. We can all eat together. I'll open the door for him. Well, good evening, son. Hello, Dan. Good evening, Mr. Ogden. Hello, Dan. You uh, still planning to ride tomorrow's race? Yes, sir. Well, Ted, I... I reckon I'd better lay the cards right on the table. Oh, uh, Ma, you come over here and sit down. I I want you to know how things stand, too. Hank, is there something wrong? Well, you can judge for yourself. A few days ago, Mr. Fenner called me into his office and told me I'd better see to it that Ted entered that race and rode to win. Dad, I've told you how I feel about it. I know, son, I know. That's why I didn't say much to you. But now, well, things are different. Mr. Fenner had another talk with me today. He's bet a lot of money on you. Yeah, and he was mighty nice as long as he thought I could win money for him. When he was talking today, he said the same as he did the last time. That you'd been bribed. That's a lie. I got pretty hot around the collar. I said things I shouldn't have said, and I finally wound up by telling Mr. Fenner that... You'd ride that race and that you'd win, and that I'd... had back you with all I had. Oh, Hank. Dad, you didn't. I did. I've put up this house, the piece of land it stands on, and what cash I had is a guarantee that you'd ride and win. So it's up to you, my boy. Hang it all, Dad. You shouldn't have done that. Well, it's done, and there's no undoing it. You've got to ride and ride to win. And if you don't, well, we lose everything. 
That's all there is to it. Golly, Ted, you've got to ride. But I can't. Look here. I'll tell you what. What is it, Dan? You ride Victor. Your horse? Uh, Something that'll do it. Uh, Joe's horse lightning is good, but it can't hold a candle to Dan's white horse. But I thought you were going to ride him yourself. Well, that's all right. I I was going to ride because my friend wanted me to. But with your house at stake, it's different. Come on, Ted. Let's go out right now and go to work. You can get better acquainted with Victor. And when you ride tomorrow, you'll win that race hands down. Well, I... Gosh, Dan, I... I'd rather ride your horse than anything else I know, but... Ted, you can't refuse Dan's generous offer. How about it, son? I... All right. I'll ride. Frontier Day began at dawn. Men and their families had come from far and near. Some had traveled several days to reach Cheyenne... The Union Pacific had run special trains from Omaha and Council Bluffs in the east, Salt Lake City in the west, and Denver south. Indians staged dances and tribal ceremonies, but the contests were most interesting of all. On these, men bet their money and spurs and even their saddles to back their favorites. And great sums changed hands when each new champion was crowned. That was the big event, the two-mile race. The Lone Ranger, disguised but unmasked, stood unnoticed next to Tonto some distance behind the starting point. Now we see Dan right Victor, Kimasabi. Yes, I wonder where he is. You see Ted Ogden? Not yet, Tonto. There's so many men and horses over near the starting point. Race go that way? Yes. There's a white horse post one mile out. They ride to that and back to the starting point. I see Victor. Ah, me see him, too. <laughs> That's right, Silver. You're going to watch your son run his first race. Then take place at start now. Tonto, Dan's not with Victor. Oh? Where, Dan? I don't know. Victor's at the starting point, but Ted Ogden is with him. Look over there. He's getting to the saddle. What happened to Dan? I wish I knew. I told him to enter this race and ride his best. Oh, golly, I've been looking all over for you and Tonto. Dan. I thought it was you, but all I could see was your back. Why aren't you in that race? Well, I I didn't know what to do. You see, last night I was with Ted when his father came into the house. Oh, wait a minute, Dan. Get ready for the starting gun. All right, go on, Dan. Mr. Ogden said he'd bet everything he owned on Ted, even his house and his land. He did? Yes, and he'd never bet before in his life. He's not a betting man. But Mr. Fenner, the man he worked for, well... He made Hank Ogden mad. Ted just had to win. So I told him he might ride Victor. Toto, give me a hand. Uh-huh. What are you, you going to do? Ride in that race. I'll tighten that cinch. Steady, Silver, easy. But I hate to see Ted lose. Then, neither you nor I are entered in the race. One of us wins or will not be official. Ted will be the winner. Oh. You disobeyed me, Dan. The point is just this. Ted will learn about the loyalty of his friends before the judges find out he's the winner. Oh, I understand now. Good luck, King Wasabi. Thanks. Easy, big fella. Adios. Adios. Come on, boy. Disguised and unmasked, the Lone Ranger guided Silver through the crowd. As he approached the starting line, he saw the starter raise his gun. Let me through there, will you? He was over 20 yards behind the lined-up horses when a gun boomed a signal. When Silver reached the starting line, the other horses were already well ahead. But at last, the way was clear. Now, boy, run through there! (laughs) 
At the one-mile post, Ted Ogden was slightly in the lead. He made the turn less than two lengths ahead of the close-packed mass of other contestants. The Lone Ranger, having started late, was last. Come on, Victor! Get up, boy! The Son of Silver got away from the turning post, then started for the finish line one mile away. And the mighty Silver made his bid. A lurch of increased speed threw the Lone Ranger back a little in the saddle. The other riders shouted as the white horse shouldered past. But all that Silver heard was the ringing cry of his master. Come on, Silver! Come on, big fellow! Silver did his best. He felt his great heart pounding with his effort. He saw his son two lengths ahead, and then a single length. Incredibly, his stride became even more rapid, and it actually lengthened. The finish was not far away. Two whitewashed posts gleamed nearer and nearer. Men stood in the small grandstand, waving their hats and arms and shouting in a frenzied uproar. It was neck and neck. The sun gleamed from the shining bodies of the two magnificent white stallions as they struggled, matching stride for stride, reaching with every ounce of their great strength for supremacy. Come on, Victor! Come on, boy! Come on, Silver! Come on, big fella! Stretch out! A little more! A little more, Silver! Silver was proud of his son, proud of the way the younger horse fought with the courage of a conqueror. With all the unselfish devotion of a parent, he wanted his son to win, win without partiality or favor. He told himself that he must, if possible, beat Victor. From some deep well within him, he found that mysterious reserve strength of a champion, the strength that comes from heart and not from muscles. There was a short burst that carried him inches ahead of Victor, and then the two white posts flashed past. Had Silver gained that vital ground in time? I did my best, Dad. I... I swear I did my best. There, son. No one could question that. Oh, Ted, son, I'm proud of you. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Mom, I lost. I lost the race. Ted, Ted, you were wonderful. You were just wonderful. There. That's what I think of that race. There's a reward for you, Ted. That was the finest race that's ever been run. But Rogers, I... I lost. Oh, you're all right, Ted. I don't mind losing money on a race like that. Great work, Ted. Great work. You mean you... You're not sore, none of you. Oh, Let me shake no. your hand, Ted. That was one fine race. But I lost. Oh, sure, whatever. But you can't win all the time. We'll get a chance to win back our cash next year. Mom, Dad, Betty, I, I was wrong. I, I was all wrong. Oh, it's not the losing that's bad, son. It's quitting. Hey there, Ogden. Oh, Mr. Fenner. Well, I guess you won that guarantee I posted. Won? You bet I won, Hank, and so did you. Huh? I'll collect bets from everybody between here and Rock Springs. I sure bet heavily on your son. But, but Mr. Fenner, I lost the race. <laughs> oh, you did, huh? I, I lost the race, but I found out something about friendship. I just came from the judges. You know who it was that beat you? No, I don't. Well, neither does anyone else. He wasn't entered in the race. Uh, so his win doesn't count. Uh, you, you mean uh, Ted will be judged the winner? Hey, look over yonder. The judge is just about to make the announcement. Dan, where have you been? Your horse did it. He won the race. He won all right. But that other horse was faster. That other horse is about the... Well, I never saw anything like it. I'd sure like to know who owns that horse. You mean to say you didn't guess that the horse's name is Silver? Silver? Sure. The horse of the Lone Ranger. I'm Silver.
This is a George W. Trendle production directed by Charles D. Livingston. This story was written by Fran Stryker, and the part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer. Beamer.